nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to Table. Uh, uh, my name is Harry. Uh, joining me tonight is Royce and Rafa. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, we'll start out with you, uh, Rafa, since you're uh, not muted, and we got to check your your mics to see if they're working this week. I didn't. I'm yeah. good. Just I'm, I'm good. Just came back from Del Rio. I was there for a few days over the weekend. Nice and cool. Nice and, I, 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 nice and cool. Nice, nice, cool. 105 <laughs> degree weather that I'm used to. Why would you subject yourself to that? That is just that's a that's a warm day for me. <laughs> it hasn't even been triple digits in San Antonio. Oh, Royce, why you gotta ruin it, go man? Do what? Why you gotta ruin it? Now it's gonna be a hundred and some degrees for the next month. It's inevitable. It's it's that like Thanos. It's inevitable. South Come on. So you, know. you jump in, jump into there in San Felipe Creek and enjoy <laughs> enjoy being <laughs> in the water. So we have two people on, as you can see, uh, they're uh, San Antonio Thinians. They had a, a pretty busy weekend, but a very successful weekend. Uh, joining us is Ashley Newland. Uh, she is a defender from, um, and she goes to uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and she is from California. So her expertise of uh, San Antonio Thinians uh, opponent, the Santa Clarita Blue Heat, might uh, be a little bit valuable as far as since she's from California and, and knows the soccer scene from California. How are you doing this evening, uh, Ash? Oh, great. Yeah, happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> also uh, joining us is Ashley Cathro. Uh, she plays for the University of Illinois, uh, but kind of doing the research uh, with her uh, about her. Uh, she's played on the Canada, uh, Canada's women's uh U17 uh, also uh, participated on the 2016 World Cup team and also is a member of the U20 uh, uh, Canadian national team. Um, so welcome, Ashley. Uh, how are you this evening? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having us. So, uh, you know, uh, how is the heat uh, coming down from Canada and Illinois down to San Antonio? I think that has to be kind of the first question tying into Royce's and Rafa's uh, introduction here. <laughs> I think for me, honestly, the first practice I got here, it was like the hottest day for me, and it was a bit of a shock. <laughs> but I think as I've been here longer, I've kind of started to get used to it. So it'll be good for when I go back to Illinois. I feel like I'll be in good shape for preseason. So to uh, for everybody that's not aware, uh, the Athenians uh, finished second in the UWS Southwest. Uh, their only loss was to Lone Star Republic uh, for that early in the year. Uh, however, their first match on Saturday, they got a 2-1 win over uh, uh, Side FC, uh, which is first, first, ma first match in the playoffs. Yep. First match in the playoffs uh, for that here. And to me, and then in the second match here, uh, they got redemption against Lone Star Republic, who uh, you know is a very talented team um, and who uh, unfortunately defeated the Athenian 6-0 earlier in the year. 
Um, but um, there was a late goal in the 87th minute uh, for the Athenians to uh, get the victory. Uh, to me, I think what highlighted it, and I'm kind of excited to have two defenders on here, um, <laughs> Lone Star Republic was averaging over four, four goals a game, and for them to come come back with no, or well, not to be able to score any goals, to me, and just with the uh, defense overall all weekend, uh, so I'm very excited that, to me, the stars of the team, uh, the defense, uh, are on the show tonight uh, for that here. So, um, you know, first first week, you know, first question, of course, has to be, you know, how did it feel to beat uh, Lone Star Republic, and, and what was the difference this time from last time here? We'll start with you, uh, Ash. You want to go? Sure. Both at the same time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think for us, it really helped, like, playing side FC before in that semifinal match. We had a strong performance, and going into this game against Lone Star, we knew obviously last time it was not very characteristic of us that match. Mm -hmm. So we were really in for redemption this game. And I think it was super important that we played that full 90 minutes and that really helped us um, get the win in the end. What was the difference this time? Do you think, you know, it, cause you're right. The six Oh, um, when I saw the result on that, I was like that. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Can, yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what was the difference on this match? I think it helped, obviously, not traveling the day of the game. I think that really helped us. But I think this time everyone was just really hungry to get that that win, and we all believed that we could win this game. And just I think we collectively like worked really well as a unit, and that really helped us. Rafa, any questions that you have? Uh, Going into the playoffs, you know, so I was going into Friday's game. You know, what do you look forward to as far as you know momentum? How do you feel like going your ma your matchups going off on Friday? How do you feel about that? Um, I think we're all really excited. Um, I don't think there's a doubt in anyone's mind that we can't win this whole entire thing. I think, especially when we first got here, we were kind of just a bunch of strangers playing on a team together trying to figure it out and now we're about three months in playing for the the title and we're we're a team like we play for each other we know each other we're all friends and you're fighting for the p person who's playing in front of you and next to you and i think everyone's excited for this game because we feel really strong about it any questions from you royce uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, um, for those listening, we have a, uh, of, of course, it happens every time we have a nice interview. There's a storm in San Antonio. <laughs> so if you see some uh, lagging, it's because uh, Mother Nature, I, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll fight through it. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, Cathro, you've had you've had some really big tournaments that you've been a part of. Um, how does this compare to those? And uh, just... Uh, what what does this mean for y'all and how does it compare for uh, the tournaments y'all have had in the past? I mean, I guess for me, I haven't really played in any big tournaments like this in the past few years because okay. U17s was obviously a few years back now. So to be playing for a championship again is really meaningful and exciting. Any experience, though, that you can take from that? You know, obviously playing for your country on, you know, no matter what country it is, is a, is a huge accomplishment in being able to, you've played in some tough matches, um, you know, no matter the level, 
I'm thinking that that would still play a part on the field, um, on the pitch there to be able to kind of bring that leadership. You know, if things get a little bit tight, um, being able to say, hey, we've been in positions like this before and, and uh, being able to draw on that experience from representing your country or, you know, even in college, um, obviously, you know, both of you guys have, you know, had successful careers. How does that, you know, college, you know, you know, representing your country translate to the UWS? Does that does that give you guys a heads up or a level up, you know, from having that experience? I mean, I think amongst the team, like a lot of us have a lot of experience, whether that's in college or club or whatever level we played at. But I think like going into these super important games, you just have to go in 100% and not be scared and really just go after it, knowing you have nothing to lose. And, and the last game really shows um, uh, the the team's collective mindset uh, going in super late. Um, obviously, everybody's probably tired. You just played a game a couple days ago. It's tied. It's a really close game. And the ball, you get, you know, you scramble ball, uh, a goal in super late. And then you make that stick uh, to win. That just that just shows uh, just kind of how mentally strong the team is, and, um, and and that's really good to see, especially from San Antonio, where all, you know we're all watching and we're all rooting you guys on. So that was that was really cool to see, and and that's the kind of thing that really starts and really kickstarts a, a really good run. So we're really excited for you guys. I know. I won't lie. I was thinking it was going to PKs just on how the game was going or, or the extra time it. there. Uh, Don't say it. I didn't say it. I was watching it. I was all like, "All right." And you know, both teams had opportunities. Uh, you know, I know. You know, uh, it, it was an awesome game to watch. You know, I would have loved to have been there, but you know, going up to Mansville to, it was a little bit of a, a drive. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll get a lot of turnout uh, from the Crocketeers, Tudin Alliance, fans from San Antonio FC, fans from the Athenians. Um, you know, for that here, we'll be able to kind of make the trek up to uh, Round Rock. Um, does playing in Round Rock add any extra pressure, you think, uh, you know, for the Athenians since they're, you know, the semi-home team? Um, do you think that's an advantage because you, you're used to the heat um, compared to um, you got the Connecticut Fusion. You've got uh, Santa Clarita Blue Heat, and then the other team is the uh, Midwest United FC. So obviously, um, typically areas that don't have the heat that South, you know, South Texas Austin has at this time. Um, I mean, I've, I've been playing in the heat for a long time, so <laughs> <laughs> I definitely can tell you that it takes a a, long, a while to get used to, and I think that that might play an advantage. I think also the physical and mental fatigue mm -hmm. of traveling plays an advantage on our part that we luckily have like a two-hour drive that we only have to worry about. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's really feeling too much pressure that it's at home. I think we're all very excited because, I mean, the turnout should be great because mm – -hmm. I mean, it's it's not a far drive to see a national, <laughs> you know, tournament. So absolutely, and the prices are pretty reasonable as well. And, and um, I know the Crocketeers have tweeted out uh, links for it. I know uh, San Antonio or not San Antonio, um, San Antonio Athenians have tweeted out links. Um, I've tweeted out links uh, for it, and, and of course uh, on the SATX uh, you know, Twitter site, we'll twi uh, uh, tweet out links to it. Um, the action kicks off. Uh, you know, you can get a pass for twenty-five dollars for all four games. 
Uh, the first match does kick off at six at six o'clock uh, for it here, uh, where you get CT Fusion, uh, who won the East uh, by uh, getting by Syracuse 2-0, and then beat a good uh, FC Buffalo women's team 2-0 for you know for their first time going into it. Um, also, a first time just like the Athenians is Midwest United, who won in PKs over Corktown AFC. Uh, you know, the match was tied 3-3 and went 6-5 six, uh, in PKs and then won a 3-1 uh, match over St. Louis Scott Gallagher uh, to make its first national uh, championship appearance. Those two will face off at the 6 o'clock uh, national semifinal, uh, the first game. And then the Athenians uh, do get the – it has been confirmed and, and on the ticket site here that they'll be playing at 8.30 uh, approximately depending on the um, – and the, you know, depending on the, you know the the time that the Midwest uh, uh, Connecticut Fusion game ends, uh, but the Athenians will be there uh, at eight thirty. Their first time facing against Santa Clarita Blue a Heat, who won the UWS in twenty sixteen and was a twenty seventeen runner up out of you know out from the West. They didn't have a playoff. They won their won their division here. So um, three first teams, uh, you know, will make this. Uh, UWS National Championship, very entertaining. Um, and one, uh, you could say veteran, uh, the Santa Clarita Bluehens, stalwart, Blue <laughs> stalwart uh, has the pedigree. Although if you look at it, the, you know, they've also played the fewest games this year. So um, I know, Ash, you mentioned, or, or doing, looking at your bio, you mentioned that you're from uh, California. Um, any thoughts on Santa Clarita Blue Heat? Uh, you know, I know you've been in Louisiana, uh, you know what? three, four years. Uh, I think you're what a senior this year, if, if my memory serves me correct, uh, for the Raging Cajuns. Uh, any thoughts on Santa Clarita, um, who you guys will, will be facing uh, Friday night? Uh, I actually don't know too much about the team. That's um, a little bit further south from the area I'm from. The only thing that I know for sure is California teams are very strong usually. It's when it comes to, I know in club at least, like Texas and California schools are usually, or players are usually very, very strong. So we can definitely expect another probably Lone Star game mm -hmm. on Friday for sure. Any final thoughts that either either the Ashleys have? I do want to thank you for your time and coming on. And like I said here, I know you guys got a, a lot bigger things on your plate this weekend. Than, you know, but I do appreciate you taking you know, the 15, 20 minutes to – Kind of talk about uh, the Athenians and the march uh, um, to Round Rock or the the road to Round Rock as uh, UWS is, is labeling it here. Um, any any final thoughts that you have for the fans out there? I mean, just if you can come out and support us on Friday's <laughs> game, and you know, if we we play the way we should be playing, and we know we can, we'll definitely be there on Sunday. And I mean, the support definitely would make the game even better, you know, having that energy from the fans and having people cheer you on definitely just adds more, more fuel <laughs> to the fire that, that we play with. So we really appreciate any support we can get online and in person. Any final thoughts from you, Ashley? No, I think Ash summed it up well. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I really do thank both of you for, you know, for coming on and taking, taking the time out of, out of your schedule this evening. Um, I know I'll be making it up. Um, I think Royce has got uh, family duties. He's mentioned, and Rafa is on vacation, so he mentioned that he's out of town. Rafa, well, you need I'm, to schedule your vacation I'm, better. Come on. I'm still gonna. Tr <laughs> I'm still gonna try to go 
my kid is a little under the weather, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll definitely be watching from home um, yes. if we can't go up there. Yeah. So, and sure. I believe that'll be on uh, formerly Mike Kuju, now 11, uh, 11 Sports, um, which you can get if you have, uh, uh, what is it, Roku um, along those lines and, and obviously online here. But um, definitely a pleasure, ladies. Uh, thank you for uh, stepping up here. And uh, like I said, hope to see you guys on Sunday at 11. Sweet. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Good luck. Thank you. Good luck. So do want to thank you, uh, the San Antonio Athenians, uh, for allowing Ashley and Ash uh, to appear um, on the show here. It's very much appreciated. And I know um, I tweet a lot about the Athenians, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, about how they're doing here and very, very excited uh, for that here. Do also want to thank UWS Weekly for uh, you know, a little, you know, a little bit of help with uh, some of the research uh, on that, on the team success here, and you know they put out a lot of information that I was able to kind of gather for you know for the show here. So Jonathan, uh, nice job as always uh, for it here. But to me, like I said here, um, uh, CT Fusion Midwest, um, I, you know, are are two quality teams uh, for it here. Uh, I think the Athenians, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think they get a team with a rich history. I don't know, you know, with only playing six games, I don't know if they're in this, if they've seen the same conditions as the Athenians has uh, for that here. But, you know, let's be honest, California women's soccer is one of the best, best in the United States. So it's up there with Texas for sure. Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely would not um, worry about that, but, if you can, please make the trek. It is at 8.30. Um, you know, UWS has done a great job on uh, putting it at a reasonable price. You can get uh, all four games for $25, you know, in you know, in the uh, non-shaded area. If you wanted the shaded area, it's $50. So uh, pretty respectable to be able to get all four games. Uh, you know, with that, you'd get uh, the two semifinal games that we've kind of talked about. On Saturday night, Austin Elite, which is the host of it, uh, will face a team of the UWS All-Stars on Saturday. And then on Sunday at 11, um, you know, you get you get the national title game. And and I would, you know, I'm hoping, you know, to see the Athenians in there. And and hopefully uh, I'd love to see San Antonio up there because I think that would make a huge statement. Um, We always say San Antonio is a soccer city. We support uh, our team here. And if you do want, you know, aspirations of, you know, San Antonio to host, uh, to have an NWSL team, to me, this is a prime opportunity to be able to do that, to show, hey, you know, San Antonio soccer fans are willing to go the two, two and a half hours, depending on traffic, to, to go support the Athenians up in Round Rock. I was going to say four, four and a half hours, depending on traffic. But yeah, you, know. <laughs> you, you can do the, the toll road. Yeah, the do toll the toll road, road buddy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how I'm going to do it. That's probably the that's that's the best answer. Probably the best avoid I thirty five at all costs. Hey Robert, I, I'll take you, but I can't, dude. I'm not gonna ruin this jersey. I, I got yeah, another no. one here. <laughs> I, I got another. I got another small Athenian shirt that you know if they do win, I'll wear it. But uh, inappropriate. This, one, this one's going in, in a frame here, especially if they win the title. Yeah. So uh, for that here, but if you want to ride up, I be, be uh, would, would have no issues uh, taking you up here because I think it's just gonna be me uh, going up here. So any final thoughts on the Athenians? Uh, I know they, they've pulled off a great weekend, which, uh, you know, going in, you know, 
you know, we figured they'd get by uh, Side FC, but Lone Star Republic up up in up in Dallas area, um, they'd been pretty dominating all year um, you know, for that here. So to see them be able to, to me be able to hold uh, hold the shutout uh, is is very impressive. Uh, any final thoughts that uh, either one of you have? Yeah, I mean. Uh, that first Lone Star match that they played when they lost six nothing, uh, that was their first uh, road game of the season. Mm-hmm, correct. Um, and and like Ashley said, um, they traveled their day of game, so they obviously weren't rested. They drove up there four or five hours to be up there. That's just rough conditions to try to play a match. Um, this time they're going to be rested. Um, whenever they, they'll be they'll be ready. They'll be prepared. Um, and at the same rate. Um, it's nothing but exciting. Uh, you can't be ex- you can't be nothing but exciting for the team. You can't be anything but excited for the city. It's great. Um, definitely going to cheer them on, and they're in a really good position to uh, to take this home. And you just got to support your heart out, cheer your heart out for them, and hopefully that pushes them over the edge to to win. Rafa, any final thoughts from you? Uh, hopefully, like I said, they can really wear out the you know the, the blue heat and their semifinal round, you know, match, you know, I'm sure that they've never been to a situation like here in Texas with the heat and also with the turf. Um, well, you know, they have grass fields up there though. Or do you think they're playing on turf or you think they're I playing think, on grass? I, I think if they're playing on the main field, it's going to be turf. Oh, is it? So that, that could come in as a factor since the Athenians are used to this heat already. You know, we don't know what kind of, you know, condition, you know, blue heat's going to be in you know being in Southern California, and you know it's not it's not as hot as over here. That could come into play, and if we say if the Athenians can really, you know, play some possession ball, really work them, you know, kind of wear them out, you know, that could be the the key to winning and getting into the, into the final on Sunday. So, you know, so that's something maybe they look you know kind of look for, see how if, if conditioning is going to come into a factor, you know, in this game, this coming game, especially for the other teams too, because. Like I said, you know, being, I'm, I don't think they're up used to 90 degree humid weather down here. So we'll see. I, I know they're saying that California heat, uh, there is no, there's, there's no match to the Texas heat. Uh, I, said, I think he uh, makes it a point. It is an 8:30 kickoff, so it's not the yeah. six o'clock game. So it is later. Uh, the humidity will be interesting to, to see here. Um, it, it is a different environment. To me, I think this comes down to. From my understanding, California plays a little bit faster yeah. um, on those, and and uh, the Athenians obviously play a little bit more physical. So, as always with anything, number one, how how the ref calls the game, I think will will play a part in it. What he what he allows, what he doesn't allow, um, and then number two, you know, which style wins out, which tactics wins out. You know, is, is it ones that you know you know is it going to be a faster paced game than possibly the Athenians? Uh, would like, although I do think that they've got speed, um, especially up top, um, or you know, is the physicality, um, you know, of 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 the UWS South Southwest is that the one that's that's gonna that's gonna you know be more dominant? Yeah, they're gonna have to dictate the game. I think their style. They're gonna have to make Blue Heat play their, their style of play, and I think if they can do that, I think they, they can they can pull off. A, a no, you know, it's gonna be a close. I think I think I can obviously see a one zero game going into the you know getting you into the final. So I don't think there'll be some high scoring games unless you make mistakes. But this is going to be a tight game. But 
and I do see maybe like a one zero game getting to getting to the get into the final. Yeah, and the and the games are gonna be game's gonna be late. It's gonna be eight thirty. So I mean heat may be kind of a minimal factor. And also uh, field one at the Round Rock multipurpose um, complex, it is a turf field. Um, so if they play there and that's the one with most of the infrastructure, mm-hmm. right behind it is field two, which is grass, so they have their yeah. option. But I would say most likely uh, it is going to be on the turf field. And talking with Danny, I guess, and like I said, I've never been there. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it's going to be the one that has the grandstand. Yeah. The grandstand has the seated area, right. has the shade. That's and the then turf on the field. other yeah. side, that's it's going to be. Yeah. And then on the other side, it's going to be the one that's going to be you know, out in the open uh, right. along those lines there. So um, looks like it'll be field one uh, for that here. So. Moving on to another successful team uh, from San Antonio this week, and, and it's been a while since we've been able to say that, uh, San Antonio FC. Uh, they got their first victory in Colorado Springs, winning 3-2. to two. That was such uh, an unfortunate sideswipe. That was not necessary. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> was it not factual? <laughs> not saying that, but you didn't have to say that. But they got a big three points on Saturday. That's what matters. The exactly. And their first win in Colorado over. Springs. First win ever in Colorado Springs, and my guy PC's back, and Camari's back. What I was saying the the missing piece. I was saying the missing piece from injury is Maloney and PC, mainly PC, because he is the engine that drives that midfield. And where did we win this match in the damn midfield? So PC man, I think we also win by pressuring their defense. And oh, they, for they sure. Made, no, they made so, they made a lot of mistakes, you know, passing the ball. Well, hold on before we get before okay. we get, before okay. we get into that. Okay. okay. So the injury list came back, came out. PC was back. Camari was back, and we kind of knew he was there, but he was back in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. However, earlier uh, Peruza was called back uh, to Toronto FC, and I know Royce had kind of touched on that uh, previously. Yeah. I don't think it was on the. Did we talk about it on the last show? I don't no. think so because that happened at the end of the week. Yeah, that was a rumor. He, yeah, it was. It, it was my. Uh, it was my um, social media reporting that I figured out <laughs> that he was in Ontario. Um, but I also said that that uh, not on the show, but also said that was probably going to happen because SAFC needed to open up an international slot. We'll get to that later as well. But Peruza being called out, and then when SAFC released their injury report and actually went into detail, so this tells you it's a little bit more serious, uh, Patino is out with a, I think they labeled it as a, a possible, possible stress, stress fracture. Stress factor. Uh, fracture. So uh, we get defense he- healthy, and then the offense <laughs> uh, is back down two strikers now. <laughs> so. 2021 man uh the injuries uh continue here uh, uh for that here so looking at the lineup here well well hold on oh, you, you might as well finish it the injury list was patino with the possible stress fracture hopefully is all right like i've said in the past broken bones are a lot better than torn muscles um or torn ligaments but it's still that's a rough one the stress fracture can take a little while um and it could be up to two months. Hopefully, it's not anywhere that long. Hopefully, it can come back in a month. It's normally four to six weeks. Sometimes it's a six to eight weeks. So, but hopefully, um, he's already got two weeks back. with the correct, correct with, with the break and, and not playing. That is correct. Um, also, Maloney is still on the um, the IL, um, and um, 
man, who was the last person that's uh, was on the IL? That um, there there were was it three guys that were on the IL? Give me give me a second. Keep going. I'll, I'll finish it up. Keep going. Well, the other thing, uh, the plane uh, was scheduled to start and was a late scratch. So um, he went out, and then in his place uh, stepped in Lima. There you go. It was Ollie Wright. Ollie Wright Ollie had Wright. a lower body injury. He was out. That was the third. And then Deplane apparently is on the IL. Can we just get healthy, man? What is going on? <laughs> Did everybody light their candles? Did everybody? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Take him to the Corandero. Robert must not have done it. I, I'm blaming Robert here. And then uh, Big Poppy not, Tom, he, uh, underscore he, Thomas PC being back changed the game. And that's what uh, Royce has said all 100%. Along. No, Robert also trying to get you to put that shirt on is not helping anything with this whole injury <laughs> bug. Come on, man. So the lineup, uh, we're going to get your thoughts. Nathan up top, the three, uh, Glegos, Cuello, Epps, PC, Lindley, uh, Gleadol, Kamiri, uh, Axel, Schulberg, uh, and what was supposed to be the plane. I think they were supposed to be reversed. Uh, but with the plane going out, Gleadal flipped sides and Lima came in. Uh, thoughts on the lineup, and of course uh, Cardoni, you know, uh, in in the uh, between the pipes. No, I think uh, I think Gleadal was supposed to start on the left, and then uh, Deplane was going to be on the right. Um, but uh, Lima Lima, who's uh, has filled in as a left back, um, oddly goes to the right back. But I think that's because. With the plane being there, I don't think Marcina wanted to change his defensive setup, so he just put a dude uh, that is not going to go forward that much, and he's going to stay back, which really allows Epps to get forward. Um, and also what that's going to allow, so, well, I mean, you're not going to see the cursor, but Lima's going to stay back kind of as a back three. When Glito goes up, PC can come over and kind of fill as that uh, that left back, and then Lindley kind of comes in the midfield. Um to try to help out, but also what's going to help out with that is the press, and the press was a big player in this game uh, against Colorado, which are very susceptible to it. That is a why we won the first game at home against Colorado is we pressed them to death, and we let we left a Haji Berry on an island, and he didn't do too well on that island in that match, and then this match was pretty similar, except we arguably scored too early, um, and uh, and and also we had two clear-cut chances late that really could have sealed it and we really didn't do that but anyway let's continue on go ahead harry your uh, your thoughts on the on the lineup there rafa i, I thought we we're you know I mean, you mentioned we talked about this i thought we we're gonna go maybe to like a 4-1-4-1 like we did on the friendlies but i guess with pc you know coming back in that that changed the plans but you know we still saw what they did as far as the pressing from the two friendlies you know, the touch in the ball was a lot better. Uh, the attack was a lot better, especially we did play the ball more on the outside too, which really stretched stretched Colorado out and gave them a lot of problems. So that was good to see. But, you know, the finishing, that I guess we'll discuss that in a bit, you know, does need to be fixed. Once again, bit. once again, Marcina's formation puts us in a and, – and game plan puts us in a wonderful position to finish a lot of goals. Look, we finished enough of them this time. That's a big difference. But we still didn't finish some really easy ones. Uh, real but quick, to be what I will fair, say. Go ahead. To be fair, Colorado Springs missed an open net, so we didn't have anything that blatant. I mean, but they missed a clear shot. To, yeah. I think it would have it would have tied the game, and yeah. and 
it just you know and also matt cardoni is an absolute beast and uh he made some ridiculous saves but uh just real quick uh what i wanted to get at and a big difference between this match some, something to look for if you want to re rewatch this match or maybe look at the next one um one of the big things that happened was Emil Cuello did not have to provide any defensive midfield um, duties. Um, if you remember in the Real Monarchs game, um, Marcina was yelling at Cuello a lot. That was too easy, Emil. That was too easy. Put pressure, pace, you know. He kept saying those things, and Emil was trying to play his game where he knew. So when you are a uh, like an attacking midfielder, you're looking, you're looking in front of you, uh, and, and you're looking at where to go. As a defensive midfielder, you're still, and you're looking at the game in front, and you're trying to stop the game. It's a different mentality, and Emil just, uh, he's a great player. He just didn't succeed, uh, and he needs some more playing time if he's going to succeed in there. In this match, he's the number 10. He's the attacking midfielder, and he had PC and Lindley back. That allows him to do what he wants to do, and that is put pressure on their number six, and that's exactly what he did for that first goal. Um, their, their six got it, took too much time. Uh, Quail put pressure on him, fed it to Nathan, and one nothing. We're, we're off and running. Then in the 14th minute, Haji Berry uh, equalized in what was a scrum in front of the net. It, that was know. a very... That was very reminiscent of the Athenians' goal against Lone Star for sure. Yeah, Just a scramble was... in front. Probably should have gotten cleared. Uh, but that, but that cleared it. From, that, but that, that started, started from a bad play. That started from a bad play from our defense. A bad pass. Yeah. From and that. Just... Yeah, and then it, it and was then exacerbated Axel... by Kamiri taking himself out of the play by sliding mm -hmm. and getting. Well, Axel got beat initially. And yeah. That, that... So. So this that exact same thing happened for um, for another goal. I'm not going to think of um, where Axel kind of goes up in the midfield and tries to help the six, and he gets burnt. And um, and then I think it was I think it was Kamiri at the same time. Try or it may have been Doyle tries to come over, can't get mm -hmm. over in time, mm -hmm. and then Gleedle tries to come, and Gleedle's the last man with the attacker right when he shoots the goal. So it looks like Gleedle's at fault, but actually Gleedle was a, was not even supposed to be the last man. Right. He came back because he is a he's the new Greg Cochran. He just Gleedle's the new the Iron man. man. He just he, runs. He's yeah. still my MVP of yeah. the season so I, far. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, uh, there's there, there's very little doubt. Uh, without Gleedle, we'd be pretty dang lost. But um, that's just one of those things. Um, we got beat. Uh, we had plenty of chances to to kill off that chance for Colorado and we just we just didn't do it and they ended up putting it back in that 1-1. Uh, and then in the 24th minute uh, San Antonio got a uh, PK uh Michael Edwards uh you know for a handball. Yeah, Gallegos uh, Gallegos with a howitzer from outside the box which is something that Rafa preaches <laughs> shoot from outside daily. Uh, uh, yeah, uh Jose I'll did like Right at uh, Edwards's arm, and he got a yellow, and I was a handball in the box. And I was like, "Hey, finally, you shot a shot from the outside the eighteen. And uh, if uh, England, if PC would have been English and uh, had his uh, PK at the end of the Euros, uh, the English <laughs> may have actually won the Euros because that was put where uh, Christian Pulisic likes to put him, right in the top corner. It's a great PK. 
Then we have to kind welcome of Welcome back, about... PC, by the way. Welcome yes, back, PC. Welcome back, I don't know PC. if I mentioned that or not. Welcome back, PC. So then in the 43rd, um, San Antonio FC got a PK. Now, this one's contested. Um, I asked, I, I know Royce's thoughts. I already know Rafa's thoughts here. Um, but I know average social media person that, that follows the league, uh, the announcers, Devin Kerr, uh, who called the game, thought it probably wasn't a PK upon further review. When it, when it first happened, it was kind of bang, bang. Uh, where the ref was, it probably looked like a penalty. And, you know, I think it's, pr- it's probably one of the first calls I think San Antonio has benefited where it's one of those 50-50 calls. Um, we, we, real quick, we totally skipped it. That PK for that handball in the box, that PK that uh, PC scored, mm-hmm. first penalty called for San Antonio FC in this, in this season. Halfway Correct. through the season, first one. Well, we're Ridiculous. not halfway. We're Continue. just over a third. But, yeah, point taken. 12 games in. So, thoughts on was that a PK or was that not a PK? Yes. Um, Rafa's yes as well. Uh, yeah, it's a, it, it, it was because if you look at the replay, yes, he did touch the goalkeeper, did touch the ball, but the follow-up of the play correct. is he correct. lifted his arm up and caught Gledel's foot. That's correct. And that caused the foul. Had he that's not correct. do that, you know, then the, that's not a PK because he, you're giving the goalie the opportunity to challenge the ball. But that's it was correct. a similar situation like from la, from a game last night that I saw. The goalkeeper, he got beat, you know, even though he touched the ball. But once you kind of commit to try to keep him from getting the ball back, correct? you know, that was, no, that was like a no-brainer to call that a PK. You know, they can complain all they want. You know, VAR would – if we had VAR, they would have confirmed that as a PK, for, for, you know, for, for us. I think VAR would have kept it no matter how it was called on the field, though. Yeah, that what VAR would have done was they would have passed the buck and said there's not enough um, evidence to because overturn. I, I do but... think it's one of those 50-50 calls. See, if I it don't... gets called, no, but if it gets go called, ahead, go you're going to stick with it. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't get called, I don't, I don't think it's that clear and obvious where, where you know, where you're going to, where, you're, where, where you're going to override the ref on the pitch here. Um, I, I just think, I, I just think. The the mistake was the goalkeeper, you know. Even he got beat. Even though he played the Correct. ball, he got beat. So he actually took him out. Even had they maybe gone fifty, like a fifty-fifty ball. Okay, that's not a PK. You know, they're both going for the ball. But since the ball passed by, Cleto still had an opportunity to score and to reach that ball. He, you know, he said he took that arm up. To prevent him from getting that, and that that's going you know, the referee. Anyone's gonna call that as a PK. Even VAR's gonna you know confirm that. So correct. You, know. you can you can win the ball all you want, but if you go through a player at before or after you win the ball, it's a foul. Like yeah. it's not a yellow card. It's it's definitely not a yellow, and the goal and the goalkeeper did not get a yellow, but it's a foul because his arm was up. And because the goalkeeper's arm is up when he makes contact with Gleedle's uh, foot, that is a goalie initiating contact, and that is a foul. And I will say the goalie for the Switchbacks, Melvin, had a very interesting game where he was all over the pitch uh, for it here. So uh, uh, through here, 
Uh, Colorado Springs closed out the scoring. So uh, anyway, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we didn't we didn't get to the penalty. So Nathan steps up because oh, yeah. PC had That's that good. penalty. Nathan steps up, takes his penalty, and puts it right in the exact same spot that PC had his, which is fantastic. What's your Italians? What's your thoughts on having Nathan and PC taking it instead of having PC taking both? Whenever you have Brazilians on your roster, you let them take penalties? I mean, <laughs> well, that was the correct move because you don't want the same person taking the PK because now yeah. you, you know, now the goalie knows has a better shot of stopping that, that second kick. So, correct. You have two, two different opportunities, two play, different players. You don't know who's going to go where. So, that was, that was a correct decision. And to be fair, both of those were unsavable. So yeah, no, no, I'm not blaming anything on, on Melvin uh, uh, for it here. Um, but uh, any fun, and so at the half it was three one, and, and I think everybody was feeling pretty pretty comfortable uh, for you know for the rest of the match. Uh, for that here, the switchbacks did and get a goal from well, outside right, the box and zombie. right after. Hold on, right after halftime, Epps gets a clear cut chance and doesn't put it away. And that would have just sealed it. That would have killed it dead. No coming back from that. And if you look at the replay, if you look at the replay, he he had time to actually dribble around him. The goalie had already committed, already on the ground. There was really no way he could reach out and grab the ball or even challenge it had he just dribbled a little touch to the left. And it would have been a a nice shot into the net. You know, and that's something that – Well, I think – to me, if he would have passed, I think what Jose was the there was a forward. I think it was Jose that was over to the mm-hmm. left. If you would have passed it to him, he had an open net. Yeah. Um, and I exactly. think there was two of those where, yes, we, I want my counter- players to be selfish, but yeah. sometimes it's better to pass it up to the open player, you know, for them to be able to 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 get the easier shot. We but counter- he committed. Go ahead. I was gonna say he he committed already to that play so he should he needed to finish that play correctly which he did it you know and and that's why he should have taken that that dribble around the goalkeeper and that would have been the goal because I, I think even looking at the replay i think jose did have some pressure behind and that could have been a factor maybe you know maybe he would have gone tackled in the back and pk and then or, or something but i think you know Epps has to finish those you know he's got the speed he's got the dribble work just, just you got the goalkeeper beat. Shoot it in, Royce. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, just get, get your head up. I mean, we we get a couple of those chances, and it's tough in the moment. I mean, we're not professional soccer players, but I mean, we countered really well. Um, we just didn't finish finish on some of those counters. Um, just kind of the close, uh, like you said, um, Colorado close it out toward the end to score the goal and just couldn't score that third one. Um, but one thing I will say on the stats part, uh, San Antonio FC ended up with uh, six yellow cards in this match. So four, Well, but four of them were late. You know, you had Hopano time-wasting yep. in the 88th, yep. Cardoni time-wasting in the 91st, Gladel time-wasting in 90 plus four. Yep. And then there was a foul by Quayle was in the 90s, yeah, yeah, foul at the very end of the game. Yeah. So, uh, PC, also, you know, just you know, since we're talking yellow cards, PC did pick up uh, one in the 36th minute, uh, which uh, he was subbed out. What do you guys think of the substitutions? Uh, 
Doyle, uh, you know, Doyle and Camary like for like, and then your uh, PC for uh, Dylan here in the 54th minute. I understand why you subbed out, uh, you know, PC at that time, probably because he was on a minute Correct. calculation. Uh, but moving Dylan in um, for him, to me, to be honest with you, I would have liked to have seen uh, Doyle come in for um, for Axel because I think Axel was was an, was getting burned because they were going over the top of the speed with Beckford and, and Haji Berry. And I don't think he played poor, but you know, when they had their opportunities, you, you could tell he got beat, uh, you know, in, in regards to that. So I was kind of surprised Axel was left in there um, and not uh, Kamiri because I thought Kamiri looked a, a little bit better. Uh, well, I mean, just real quick, the reason that, Obviously, PC was subbed. Uh, was he's obviously on a minutes um, mm -hmm. um, threshold. Um, uh, the reason that Dylan came in um, is to to be a to hold up play, which is what he's really good at. Right. So then you basically go into a, a, a four five one, a, a lot more defensive and a lot more uh, um, um, you're you're sitting back, you're you're letting them come, so you can. Uh, he had a couple of good and, shots. And they did really well. He had a couple of good shots, and he had a, he had some really good hold up play where he distributed. I mean, which um, which really uh, helped facilitate a lot of those counters. And yeah, he had a he had a, some sh good shots too. Some some pretty decent chances um, uh, that he just couldn't quite finish. Uh, those weren't the the best chances by far, um, but he he I think Dylan played really well when he came in, um, and he he really did a good job and and his performance really went a long way to, to sealing the three points. Um, as far as Doyle coming in, um, the reason that he came in is he's more of a distributor. Um, Axel is, is a height guy. He's going to be a clearance guy. He's going to win the ball and then give it to Doyle and Doyle is going to distribute. But so Axel was more of, to me, Axel was more forward this game. Cause as we mentioned on, on their first goal, right. He, I would prefer Axel more in the back. Okay and leave him back there because of the height and what you're talking about. And I think he's got just, just the amount of distance he can cover in that short period, you know, inside the box, I think it's a huge difference where I think out, you know, if you're going to be out up, up forward, I think Kamiri is the better option because I do think he's got a little bit better acceleration, maybe not faster, but a little bit quicker acceleration right. to, to be able to um, either, you know, slow down the attack or, or along those lines here. There is one thing that we do have to um, call out for, and that was, uh, I want to say it was Chris Lima's uh, clean tackle um, early in the match here on, on yeah. a clear goal scoring uh, opportunity for Colorado yeah. Springs. He came back and uh, it was clean as day, a nice yep. little slide and along those lines. And, and like I said here, so I do want to give Lima a lot of credit because yeah, um, and he was hurt for the Fourth of July game and Third of July. Uh, but yeah, I I thought that was going to be that. I think him being hurt and not available kind of contributed to how that uh, to how that match went. Um, but for sure, um, it, it's good to have him back. And I mean, he put in a hell of a shift too. Um, so it was kind of a total team shift. Yes, we're kind of you know nagging on Epps a little bit, but I mean, without him and his play and his countering, mm -hmm. you know, we don't bring those uh, three points in, and I thought the whole team looked looked really, really good. Um, I hope the plane's okay. I hope it was just a, 
just a little tightness. just a little thing yeah a little tightness that he can work out during this week uh definitely going to need him um so we'll see uh so we'll see how he feels and hopefully uh pc recovered well and, and he'll be ready for wednesday any final thoughts on Colorado that you have before we transition to some transactional news for SAFC and then uh, taking a just, look towards? Yeah, everybody that's originally from Colorado is weird. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, continue. <laughs> Does it? Uh, well, Gallegos, hey, he, had a good, he, had a, he had a good game. <laughs> Gallegos, like I said, he had a good game, but except for that one missed opportunity that I think he should have had, give up the pass, I yep. think that would have been a big difference. And then um, – I, and I, I, you mentioned uh, Harry about uh, you know Axel, you know being back there. I think I, I think I would have gone maybe also with Varela instead, because Varela's been shut down, especially those, that game against Pumas. He really did a great job there, kind of anchoring that defense. So I think he would have been a great choice to also be out there. And hopefully, maybe that could have weathered better the storm, or maybe prevented that second goal. But you know, great win. We needed these three points because. You know we're coming into the the hellfire of a of a schedule, you know, you know, come with these two home games coming up, and then the, the big road trip. So if we're gonna make up some ground and get back in the top four, that's a great start. You know, going into this game on Wednesday. Well, it's something that we needed. Uh, now, before we get to Wednesday's game, uh, I think it was end of last week uh, before before the Colorado Springs match, but uh, San Antonio added uh, defender Bradley. Uh, Dildy, uh, Diddly, um, Dildy, Dildy, it's, it's so it is, um, to a USL Academy contract, which means that SAFC has now um, had 15 Academy players uh, uh, throughout uh, the, the uh, time frame of, the club. of SAFC. Um, Rafa, you got to see him um, in the friendlies against Liga MX. So I know we kind of briefly talked about it, but uh, if you wanted to highlight what you liked about uh, about him. Just a great defender, great passer, very, very few mistakes, especially for a young guy. Uh, very carried himself going against you know first of you know first division players, more one of the top leagues like I said in the world. Um, especially, I think he really shined in that Pumas game too. Oh yeah. Uh, given that that you know, that assist he gave to Nathan, so that's a big pickup. And hopefully, like I said, they give him. I like to see him give him the opportunity. Maybe he me he he'll be the that missing piece that I know Maloney's out. Hey, give him an opportunity because he has proven himself yeah. to be able to get up in the attack and defend there out in the wing. And who's to say we have, I mean, you don't find a, like I said, he's that diamond in the rough that we can build upon, especially with that back four that we have. So I'm glad we have him and look forward to see him on the pitch pretty soon. So in today's signing here, uh, Mohamed Abu, uh, who was the trialist uh, during the uh, Liga MX, um, who's had more than 200 appearances and 16,000 professional minutes uh, since 2010 with MLS, La Liga, and uh, the Norwegian First Division here. Um, so he didn't get signed last week when we thought he did, but he got signed this week here. Uh, do you think that the injuries to either Maloney or – the plane's a little bit more serious, or you think this is more midfield depth uh, that that they needed to have to kind of cover that you know that that defensive mid? I don't think the signing correlates with injury. Well, I mean, obviously it does because, but it's not a recent like injury life. thing. It's not a recent injury thing is why he's getting signed. The reason he's getting signed um, now is because, per, like like I said earlier, Peruza's loan deal was canceled. 
So it opens up an international spot. And also, I'm sure there were some visa issues and I'm sure that, uh, some work permits and just kind of the paperwork stuff uh, behind the scenes needed to get done and just couldn't get done in time for Saturday. And that's why they announced it today. And it sounds like he'll be good to go for Wednesday, which is d- direly needed. Do you anticipate him to start? Mm-hmm. I-, I see him going in for maybe for PC. As a I, sub. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I say late sub he comes in yeah, and probably subbing he, for PC as a six. Is it good insurance policy for that for that defensive mid? You know, and then also, like I say, with cards building up, you know, you know PC. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> with cards, Fair. especially with PC, yeah. with welcome back, getting a yellow card. Uh, yeah, he, he's a good insurance policy. Like I said, plus. <laughs> He's a switchblade knife. He can also play the outside back too. So it's a well. Great that's the reason why I was asking is, yeah, you know, because the plane's an older player. Uh, you know, you know, uh, along those lines. Um, I think both of you have, have stated that he can play both the you know defensive middle, but also on the outside. He's like got that. the speed, and obviously he's got the experience, and you know, to, to be yep. able to do that here. So to me, like sit here, that's why I kind of correlated, you know, with, with you know possibly Maloney still not coming back, um, you know, for that here. And let's be honest, if, if he's been out this long, it's probably going to take him a couple of weeks, even once he's healthy, to be able to to get into he, he may be playing trying to get shape. Yep. So up next, uh, New Mexico United. Uh, who beat SAFC 2-0 earlier, earlier in the season in New Mexico at the lab. Um, and also the last time they were here in San Antonio in the playoffs, uh, the uh, they, they got a shoulder ball or handball uh, to be able it to It was a handball, not shoulder. And, and then oh, uh, a Doyle uh, goal well, yeah, that was mystery away for yeah. who knows what. Or being uh, bald, who knows. <laughs> <laughs> so they make uh, the return back to uh, San Antonio. Uh, New Mexico has won their last two. Uh, they beat Colorado Springs 3-1 to one on July 9th. And then last Monday they beat Charleston, so they've been off since uh, the, the 12th here. Uh, you know, uh, for that here they beat Charleston 2-1. Uh, for that here they currently set third um, in the mountain with six wins, five losses, two ties, and a plus-four goal difference. Uh, San Antonio FC uh, still in, in fifth um, at three wins, three uh, losses, six ties, uh, plus one goal differential, and have uh, finally broken the, the losing streak here. Uh, it is an ESPN winless winless streak. Um, it is an ESPN two game. Uh, I would expect a packed house. I, I think this is going to be one of the. Uh, highest attended uh, matches. Uh, it is also USL HQ uh, in town. Um, so, you know, San Antonio FC is going to want to put on a quality uh, match um, and uh, to be able to close the gap against New Mexico, which is five points right now. If you can get this uh, win, that closes that gap to two, and we have a game in hand uh, on New Mexico United. One thing to also learn, um, because before we were kind of hyping on wins, USL has actually changed the rules this year. It's no longer based on wins. So first tiebreakers had the head points earned in, in regular season. Goal differential is the second tiebreak 
um, into head matches. And then third is total points earned in, against divi in division opponents. So it's for these for these mountain games, uh, division games here, the weight of winning those carries a whole lot more importance on it than just total, you know, you know, total wins even more than through here. So, um, and actually this change actually helps San Antonio to where, you know, if you are equal on points, even though you got more ties, you know, than losses, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter that they won more games. It depends on how you do head to head, which is how it should be. And then how you did in the group over overall. So, Thoughts on New Mexico? It stinks. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. Um, no, uh, they've put together some really good results. They they like to frustrate. They really like to plug up the middle. Um, they give away the wings a lot, so that'll be interesting to see if Galito can get up on the wings um, and really uh, uh, kind of take over the match uh, with some crosses. Um I mean, considering that the the last match that we played against them in New Mexico, um, kind of where we failed um, in that match um, is that our midfield kind of our, our our midfield kind of fell apart. Um, we let them come come through, and it was one of the matches in a row that we uh, that we either that we were on the winless streak where we gave mm -hmm. up a goal that mattered in Zone 14, which Zone 14 is right in front of the box. And that's basically where that uh, goal was created. Um, a guy blew by Lindley because Lindley was uh, focused on the offense and he was pretty much the only midfielder back. And it was up to the center backs and guy got a goal from there. And that was pretty much the game. Um, New Mexico sat back uh, real successfully. We did not take ad uh, advantage of a lot of chances we created. We created a lot of chances. Uh, we definitely led them in XG. Um, but... Uh, they scored a second goal on a counterattack that came down our right side because or our left side because we were trying to uh, we were trying to um, you know score a goal to tie it up and we gave up that uh, that goal on the counter. They finished their chance as well. Um, so if we can just avoid that first goal, um, frustrate them for a change, which I think we definitely have a a really good chance of doing. The PC being back and uh, maybe uh, Mo, uh, the new signing, will get some time as well. Hopefully we can turn the tables and um, kind of the last time we lost in New Mexico, um, we kind of embarrassed them here at home during the yes, regular sure, season. Sure. That was our biggest win ever, 5 nothing, and looking forward to that same thing happening again with the Jose Gallegos hat trick. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's a bold prediction. Well, he, well, he had a, well, Gallegos had a really good game at New Mexico. He oh, really gave him, yes, he gave he him did. really a lot. Yeah, he had gave him a lot of problems, especially on the wing. And hopefully, you know, being with a home environment – you know, and then now that our midfield is kind of back, kind of back uh, a little bit more healthier. I didn't uh, just pull that out of nowhere. This is all yeah. evidence based. Yeah, it's it's he gonna had, it's he, gonna be. He also had a really good match against Colorado on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So, so I think that's that's gonna help. And I think also I think Nathan's gonna be a big yeah. uh, difference in this yeah. game. He's really. If you notice the last few games, he's 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 really turn up turn it up a notch, and that gives he's got some confidence now. Oh yeah, and you know I think those two friendlies really help him shine, and I think the coaches starting to see that. You know, even though we're out with Patino, but Nathan really creates a lot of problems, and he yeah. does create a lot of chances for us. And I think that, you know, like I said, the, I, I'm probably more likely we're going to see the same lineup we saw against you know against Colorado on Wednesday. 
Um, and I think this is going to be a difference maker. And hopefully, like I said, we get we need to get the lead first. I think we play better with the lead mm-hmm. than when we're behind. And I think if we can get up top, you know, get up a couple goals, we'll pull this through and we'll get the three points against New Mexico. Yep. Any th- concerns about San Antonio in the leaking of goals? Um, and, and like I said, I don't think it's on anybody per se, but you know, just. San Antonio gives up a goal. It just, it, you know, it's it just through here. Um, you know, you look at Austin Bold. You know, you know, you know, they win one zero and and they shut things down. And and you know, we play different styles. But you know, any concerns of you know San Antonio getting that goal and then you know, you know, it, the feeling is it seems like they turn around and, and cough one right back up. Well, these are the things you want to happen in the regular season, especially in the first half of the regular season right. is figure this out that you have to come out strong in the first five, five to 10 minutes. Um, you can't win the game in the first five to 10 minutes. You could definitely lose it. So <laughs> don't lose it. Um, well, the United States won the game last night in the first 20 seconds. 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 So well, I got lucky there. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, Canada was definitely the stronger team. Um, <laughs> let's not, Break that down. Um, let's talk about SAFC, but this isn't the Scruff I podcast. Mean, it's, not stuff, it's not total soccer show, correct? Um, although we wish we were. Um, but no, I, I mean, I mean, you're right. Um, definitely got to stay focused in the beginning of the game. Um, uh, at the same rate, if we continue to create, if we're continuing down the path that we've been on pretty much this whole season, create more chances in the other team. That seems to be Marcina's uh, motto, his his uh, his his game plan or uh, whatever he says. Um, that typically nine times out of ten, the law of averages, you should win. If you create more chances, you should win the game, and that's what they've been doing. And it's about damn time this turns around uh starting with that colorado match and let's let's turn this season around let's get three four wins in a row where we put away our chances and we defend well especially now that we have a uh a midfield with a super solid spine with the combination of mo and pc let's do it let's go i'm ready for it rafa your final thoughts well, here's a fact. Here's a, a a little comment from Edward on Wednesday's game. The weather could the weather could be a factor on Wednesday's game. So I think we're expecting rain. So we'll see how that comes into play, especially with the, our style of play. You know how does that affect New Mexico? You know, you know how boxes get slippery, especially with the goalkeepers. You know, so we'll, we'll find out how that goes on well, Wednesday, it- but. It, it's going to be tough for New Mexico because we're playing on an actual soccer field, not a baseball field. So it's yeah, going to be that's tough true. to begin with. And that field was trash when we played them as well uh, on, yeah. on, on, the, that, on the infield side. That's why they're always in the middle is because they know if you try to go on the uh, on the inline, you the try to utilize side. the sides, there's no grass <laughs> out there and it's just going to break. Like That's that's why they play that way. Um well, plus baseball fields are narrower uh, to begin with. So, so tomorrow there's a 22% chance of rain, or not tomorrow. Wednesday is a 22% chance of yeah, rain. Yeah, I haven't heard weather. Straight it's shower, thunderstorms, possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just 22% chance of rain as of right now. But the way SAFC game days have been, <laughs> expect the moisture. Oh, it's gonna pour. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's just kind of how the season's gone, right? But at the same rate, I'm still 
predicting Jose Gallegos, Jose Gallegos either a hat trick or three assists or a combination three three points for the team, three points for Jose Gallegos. There you go. I think Nathan gets the brace. Another brace, back to back braces. Yeah, I think so. Two assists by Jose Gallegos. Yep. Okay. Maybe okay. a PC PK. <laughs> <laughs> Put a more mama puss of cookies. Uh, I'll never forget the last match. And uh, always in Sac. Who, who's the defender in Sacramento? Uh, Taintor. Taintor. Um, Mitchell. Mitchell uh, standing over Sandoval and uh, saying beeping hair. Uh, and we'll just leave it at that. So. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I will love Mitchell yeah, Tainter forever uh, for pre- that. Yeah, preseason I had a little uh, back and forth with uh, Sandoval, so we'll uh, we'll see when they come to San Antonio what happens. So, so yeah. it's it's all in fun and games, but when you're on the field between those lines during those ninety minutes, I don't like you, Devin Sandoval. I don't like you at all, man. All right, he's a cool dude. Off, he's awesome but- off the field. Great guy. And if cool he's on your team, I'd get a beer with him. I'd get a beer with him any day. And if he's on your team, I would too. You but love him to not, death. And no, not at all. But yeah, go away. He's one of those. He's one of those players that it's it's a love hate relationship uh, for that here. Give him uh, a beer before the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might make him perform better. <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, Rafa, your final thoughts so we can get out of here at a respectable hour after yeah. last week's uh, marathon. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> just like I said, my final thoughts. Like I said, I'm looking. Like I said, looking forward for the 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 chili derby on Wednesday. So come out. You know, this is a real important game. So we need some fan support. Especially yep. ESPN. ESPN two is going to be there. So if you're a real fan of SAFC, you better show up because even yep. a fake fan, need, even a fake fan. Everybody you know, needs to show up bring, for this. You need, you need, bring, you need, we need to bring it. Yeah, you need yep. to bring it because it's on ESPN two. National audience, let's go, let's go, San Antonio, put up or shut up, let's go. Support and our boys, boys. Need, need the help, yeah. Our boys need it, and they could they say they got a big win for us this weekend. Like, hey, let's let's show them some appreciation. So I look forward to that, and then um, still enjoying my vacation. I'll be back at work on on the twenty seventh, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I get to go to the the semifinal of the Gold Cup. You know, even though Harry doesn't want me to go to up to, I don't know if the game's in Austin or not, so we'll we'll find out. I don't know. But hopefully Mitchell Gill gets gets a ticket into to the semifinal on the 29th. Who would have thought that Rafa would have been the first one of us to go to Q2 Stadium? I'm not buying anything for this. So, that, hey, I'm not buying their, their support, their, their $10 Cokes or whatever. Uh, Sit there Royce. in your nervousness and think about what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have played at the Alamo Dome, but uh, they just decided not to. Royce, your final thoughts? We're off as a traitor. Uh, no, um, everybody. <laughs> well, you know he's going to support there, right? He's going to support Mexico, so let's let's not leave that out as well. It's still. It just feels cheap. It feels. Watch of your army. Pick your battles, man. Um, uh, I, I kid. I love everybody from, well, most people from Colorado. I love most people from New Mexico. New Mexico is a gorgeous state. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. It's. Uh, <laughs> I've flown over it a couple times. It looks nice from the air. Um, 
No, but my final thought, it's until I'm blue in the face, man. Get vaccinated, please. Numbers are still going up. Without Delta variants, even if you're vaccinated, the the amount of virus that comes off of people that even are vaccinated is pretty astounding. And most of all of the I know all the cases in Los Angeles County at some point, most of the cases in Florida we're all people unvaccinated. Just yep. protect yourselves, protect each other. Man, That's how we're trying something. to do. Yes, I, I I know people are saying you know it it's it's not completely um, it's not completely endorsed by the CDC, CDC and all this stuff, and it's still under the emergency. Yeah, it, the reason is because of long quote long term disease. So they need about five years of testing to see whether the you know if there's going to be any effects. But this is a totally different. Um, there's a totally different vaccine that has been researched for 20 plus years because it's an mRNA. And basically, it is just they they create a fake virus and they create the fake genetic code and they put it in your body. That's all it is. There's no there's no computer chips. There's no crazy stuff about it. They've been researching this for decades, and all they're doing is they're putting this little hey, this is what the virus looks like. Uh, it's like having it's like going to a museum and instead of having a real dinosaur bone fossil there they put it together out of paper mache to make it look like the real thing like it's 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 the same it's the same thing they're you know just just please get vaccinated just protect yourselves and your families uh we we worry about you and we worry about our families and our friends um and yeah absolutely vamos los gatos blancos let's go so I've got a couple of final thoughts. Uh, number one, I uh, want to give a shout out to Max. Um, all year long, my big thing is being there for somebody if they need to talk so that way they don't you know, do something that they shouldn't be doing. Um, and, and he was definitely there for one of his buddies uh, you know, uh, the other evening, morning, whenever it was. So shout out to Max uh, for stepping up to plate and uh, helping somebody and talking through a, a tough time. Uh, the other uh, final thought here, uh, I want to say thank you to the Crocteers for the watch party at a beer company. I may or may not have stuffed the ballot uh, to uh, win, win the, uh, the, the You're not kit. supposed to admit when you cheat, Harry. Come on, man. <laughs> I may or may not have. Um, uh, and I do want to thank the Athenians uh, you know, for the kit. It's, it's awesome. And I'm uh, looking forward to get it uh, framed here. And no, Robert, I will not be wearing this uh, for it here because I don't want to ruin it. Uh, number two, and then my final thought here is, uh, want to give a, a you know thank you to everybody that listened, to, you know, gave feedback on uh, last week's episode. It was not the easiest one that we did, um, and you know I'm sure it stepped on a few toes uh, along those lines here. Um, but I think the feedback that I've got uh, was mostly positive on it uh, for it here. You know, there's some things that they said you know, we could have changed, you know, answered a little bit different, but, you know, you had to be inside, inside uh, the, uh, the the supporters groups to be able to know that much detail. So I do want to appreciate everybody that's listening and that everybody that participated in it with all the feedback and, and listened on it. To, it's much appreciated here, but uh, uh, we're going to get out at a respectable time uh, tonight here, uh, you know, with uh, Rex not feeling um, the best here, and, and hopefully he, he feels much better, so that way Royce is able to Appreciate have it. A, a fun weekend here. Rafa, enjoy See. your uh, you know next rest of the month off uh, for that here, and uh, peace, guys. Uh, you know what's life without goals? See y'all.